1: 995 gold that's 833995 three, gold 833995 three, g o l d
0: born on america's darkest day of 911 the tunnel to towers foundation has been helping america's heroes ever since when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind tunnel to towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden
1: for severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude.
0: People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9 11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at t2t.org. That's T the number 2t.org.
1: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We roll through the Wednesday edition of the program. We're about to be joined by Julie Kelly, but before we even bring her in, I want to point this out. Julie works harder on January 6th and all of these political prosecutions than anything anybody else I've ever seen in the media. And if you aren't following Julie you need to be following her because she gets the actual court documents up faster than anybody I've seen. She works more hours than anybody I have seen. And we bring her in now. I believe she's in Chicago. But, Julie, how many hours a week do you think you have been working on these Jan 6 cases? And and I'm just curious on this because I do think it's important. How many other people in media – are even doing this in in other words if you weren't working on this how much of what gets out that you put into the media ecosystem do you think would even get a a bit of attention just to kind of start big picture here with you
2: wow uh what a question and thank you for that I don't know. (laughs) I can't even calculate. Does this include, like, the three hours a night I'm laying there awake trying to figure out, like, what's going on, what to work on next? No,
1: I mean, you Um, are incredible on this, and I think it should because, I mean, you've got to be doing 70, 80-hour weeks minimum, and you've done it now for years on this. And I don't know if anybody else has ever complimented you on just the sheer amount of energy and effort and commitment it takes to cover this but I want to make sure we do it. I know we've had you on the the show uh, uh quite a bit over the past couple of years, but I think that's a testament to your endurance and how much you are committed to doing the work here, which almost no one else is.
2: Well, that is that's very kind. Thank you uh for for noting that. Um I, I do. I mean, I I I guess I I know that it's work. Uh I can but I consider it sort of like a personal more of a personal mission than even a professional one. Um, You know, when I go to D.C. last week and I see these defendants and what the government has done to them, and more importantly, see what they've done to these families, it really keeps me motivated. Luckily, you know, I turned 55 yesterday, and luckily I've been blessed my whole life with a, high energy level. Um, so I'm glad to put it to good use. I know when my husband on a Saturday afternoon gives me the look that I better get off my computer (laughs) and do something else. So, um, uh, but you know, he understands the importance of what I'm doing. My family's been super supportive and my, and, and my friends. So that helps. Um, but thank you for, for mentioning that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more work to be done and I'm, I am i don't want to say honored, but I do feel privileged to have the access that I do, the ability to spend all this time on it, um, you know, the resources that I need to travel to D.C. or get these court documents, um, because just a lot of people don't. So, um, you know, that's, that's just my contribution to exposing what's happening and defending the voiceless and, and people who have no one speaking for them.
0: Julie, it's Buck. I, I also think you're great. Um, I am very, uh, but, but I want to, I want to ask you about what just happened, if I can. Um, which is, uh, which is this, uh, just really jaw dropping 22 year sentence for Enrique Terrio. I, I, I read the indictment. I actually read through it a, a couple of times or at least parts of it a few times over again, just to see what is, I, I know the top count is seditious conspiracy. The first hour we talked about some of the other seditious conspiracy cases. That involved, where there was a guilty verdict and it involved jihadists who wanted to commit mass murder and were taking active steps to blow up, you know, a building, a bridge, the World Trade Center, things like that. Um, what is the worst thing that Enrico Terrio actually did? What's the thing that he did that's the worst thing that he did?
2: Well, the worst thing I think was that he was the head of one of these, of, of a few of these group chats with other Proud Boys and FBI informants, by the way, talking about the stolen election, talking about their support for Donald Trump, talking about making plans to go to D.C. on January 6th. That's basically what got Enrique Tarrio and the others uh, in the crosshairs of the Department of Justice and, of course, this crazy, seditious conspiracy, which, as you know, if you've read the language of the statute and the jury instructions, there's basically no burden of proof for the government to demonstrate to a jury, which is why they're coming back quickly with convictions. Four out of five of these guys convicted by this jury uh, back in April on seditious conspiracy. So, look, this is all to bolster the bogus narrative set by Christopher Ray and others that domestic terrorists, right-wing militias pose this grave threat to the country. Um, and also, of course, to punish Trump supporters and people who protested Joe Biden's election.
0: I have, I have to ask you, Julie, because as I'm reading this, I, I think I saw some of the things that the indictment, right? So the indictment is just their version of the events. I'm not even, it's not like I'm looking at what the defense came up with as a justification or rationalization. I'm looking at the actual indictment, and it seems like when he says, meaning Theriot or some of the others, yeah, we're going to take back our government. This is 1776 all over again. That, like, they're saying, well, you tried to take back the government. Therefore, you're going to prison for 20 years.
2: That's right. It, it's stunning. I'm telling you guys, not only in this case, but others, the invocation of the founding fathers or talking about 70, 1776 or revolution has been used as evidence against these defendants, as if talking about 1776 or the spirit of it or rising up against your government, which is, of course, our right redress of grievances, protest, uh, you know, our government officials. These are all supposed to be constitutionally protected rights that have now been turned into crimes. And not only regular crimes like felonies, but now crimes of terror. You have Judge Amit Mehta, who has declared that obstruction of an official proceeding, a post-Enron statute that has to do with tampering with evidence and witness, that is now a, a, terror, a, a federal crime of terrorism. Um, obstruction of official proceedings, seditious conspiracy, and then in the Proud Boys case, shaking a metal fence, a temporary metal fence, now has risen into the level of destroying government property, which is one defense attorney said, no, we're talking about blowing up government buildings. We're talking about attacking military installations. We're not talking about a few rabble-rousers shaking a fence. That is not a crime of terrorism. But guess what, guys? Now it is thanks to Judge Tim Kelly, Amit Mehta, who have turned these uh, otherwise dubious offenses that have nothing to do with political protest into new crimes of terrorism. And the GOP has no clue what's going on, not a clue what's happening and where this is headed.
1: Okay, so that's where I was going to go next. Buck and I were talking about how, and, and this is not a new argument that we've made. We've made it with you on the air. We've made it with you off the air. How do you think Republicans have responded to a clear political attack against them using january 6th as the cudgel so to speak um and what does this speak to going forward not only for january 6th but for donald trump and any other republican based on what you've seen with what now clearly appeals appears to me to be a court that effectively is an opportunity for Democrats to try to put Republicans in jail while knowing that simultaneously there is virtually zero chance, no matter what Democrats do, that a D.C. jury will ever hold them accountable.
2: Right. So to your point, they can get away with this because they know the script will never be flipped on them. Uh, even if you tried to, under a Donald Trump presidency, use the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office to prosecute some of these same, you know, people on these same new charges and same new terror enhancements, you're not going to have a D.C. judge and you're not going to have a D.C. jury get away with it. So that's the problem. But beyond this setting up new terror crimes, et cetera, this is a warning shot for next year. This is criminalizing Any protest against an election. This is criminalizing any investigation into voter fraud. This is criminalizing any way to raise money to investigate or file a lawsuit. This is about preventing any of this from happening next year as Democrats try to, are going to try to pull the same thing that they did in 2020. So that's really the most dangerous territory now. Um, but you know, they're arresting people every week. This has, as you and I, as we've always talked about, this goes beyond Donald Trump. They've got more than 1,100 defendants that are arresting people every single day. I'm getting alerts. A 22-year-old young man from Utah last week took his own life after he was charged with four misdemeanors. He was 19 on January 6th. On January 6th. He sees what, happens, what is happening to these January 6th defendants, their lives being ruined. And rather than face a D.C. judge and possibly a D.C. jury and have his life destroyed, uh, this man, George Mecham, one of 10 children, a rural Utah family, very tight knit, very religious, uh, ended his life last week then endure this torment. He's one of four to six defendants who have committed suicide. This is a human wreckage, not just the long prison sentences, not just the charges. This is a human wreckage that this Department of Justice is creating while the GOP sits on its hands, basically, complicit uh, in an in what this uh, what this Department of Justice is doing?
0: Check out Julie Kelly's declassified on Substack, where she does a lot of her reporting and and shares what she's covering and and um and uh, the research she's doing there. Julie, um, to your point about Republicans, I mean, one what these these defendants, these J six defendants, uh, I mean, do, do they feel abandoned by their party? and and, and actually, even more specifically, I'm wondering. Who paid the legal bills? Uh, were there legal bills paid for these six that were charged in seditious conspiracy? Um, was any of the money coming from some of the funding that the Trump, uh, that, that the Trump orbit has raised? Uh, what can you tell us about funding for the legal defense?
2: Not to my knowledge. Um, and I believe that at least half of these defense attorneys have been court appointed. So they they are paid for by the government.
0: I mean, not- do these defendants feel abandoned by their side, at least in terms of getting a fair, yeah. you know, getting a robust defense and a fair trial?
2: They feel abandoned, and they have been abandoned. Um, you know, when I was in that courtroom last week, it was basically empty except for a few family members, you know, members of the Department of Justice and some reporters. Can you imagine how filled a courtroom would be with Democratic lawmakers and political leaders had their own supporters, uh, been subjected to what these Proud Boys or, or anyone has been? I don't think a single Republican lawmaker, and I mean, you can walk to the courthouse from the Capitol building. It's in, it's literally two but I mean, the courthouse is in the shadow of the Capitol building. You can walk there. I don't think a single Republican lawmaker has attended a single court hearing, day of trial, sentencing for any of these individuals. Now, I know if you have gone to the jail, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Louis Gomer, that's commendable. Can you imagine if that courtroom would have been filled with people like Kevin McCarthy, James Jordan? Anyone would have been there to listen what, to what Judge Tim Kelly was doing to these men and this government that they pay for. They have oversight for these bodies. They help fund the D.C. District Court, federal court uh, house. They fund the Washington FBI field office. They fund the D.C. U.S. Attorney's office. But they act like they don't. They act like they have no responsibility. And now they have culpability in what these federally funded agencies that they have congressional oversight for. They now are part of uh, a bigger problem here. So I find that particularly shameful.
1: Julie, last question. Obviously, the lingering impact and the shadow of the Trump prosecution, which is set, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, for March 4th right now. Have you heard anything else about that or any of your sources inside D.C. talked about whether or not they believe that that trial will be able to actually start on March 4th?
2: That's what it's set for now. My sources in D.C., which have better Better sources than I do, uh, with more powerful people, uh, do not believe that Jack Smith will bring additional uh, charges against Donald Trump for January 6th. I still don't believe it. I don't think Jack Smith is going to be settled with four count indictment, including one key obstruction of an official proceeding that is now sitting, possibly could be taken by the Supreme Court, and they could make a decision next month. So he's got a pretty sketchy indictment and a major charge that uh, could be really uh, legal, legal yeah. by that point.
0: Julie Kelly, everybody, check out her Substack, Declassified with Julie Kelly. Julie, thank you for being with us.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: She does phenomenal work. Cyber scammers love text messaging to get your attention. It's a numbers game for them. If you reply, they easily plant malware on your phone, start downloading downloading info on your phone. That's how they get your individual online identity. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. You protect yourself by becoming a LifeLock member and getting the benefit of their online identity theft protection. LifeLock will detect and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like thieves pretending to be you with your info when they spot something fishy They get in touch with you immediately. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with my name, Clay, as the promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com and use that promo code CLAY for 25% off. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton.
0: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten
1: about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious
0: world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons,
1: Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today.
0: It's easy and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty.
1: GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day
0: through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. All right, welcome back, team. We're going to have uh, Congressman Jim Jordan joining us here in just a few minutes. We had mentioned this. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll say, should we save? We keep teasing Phil Bump. We're giving Phil. I bump want us to be post-mort. able to
1: really tee off on Phil Bump. Okay, I mean, so this we, is going to be good.
0: We don't want to just do a a, a short a, a short bump, if you will. We we want to actually uh, get into this a little bit, so we will. Uh, but I thought this was uh, interesting. Maggie Haberman here, uh, who has tremendous access to Trump. I don't know what to tell you other than she does and has for a long time. Uh, she says that she believes Trump sees a political advantage in floating pardons for January 6 defendants. Play two.
3: He's been fundraising to try to help some of the defendants in January 6 related cases. I don't think that this will have him adjust anything. I'm sure his lawyers would like it if he would adjust some of what he's saying and doing. But I don't think for what he is saying himself, he sees political advantage in continuing to say that he might pardon people. He thinks that it, it rallies his supporters.
0: Do we, do we know who has said, I know DeSantis has said he would consider pardons and commutations day one if he were president. Uh, Trump has said the same thing. Who else? Uh, v- Vivek has said that. Are they, the only th- are they the only three?
1: I think Nikki Haley said on our show that she would, I don't, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she said something like she would probably do it or might make the most sense.
0: If, I, if Raytheon lets her.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what Vivek would say. I'm
0: still fired I'm up about this. That's a cheap shot, but it's fun.
1: Uh, I'm still fired up about this because I think everybody should have taken it off the table. I give Vivek credit for jumping on this, but I believe you and I were the first people to start talking about it. If every candidate had just said, hey, if we win, Trump's going to be pardoned in the event of conviction. This is a political prosecution. It's indefensible. I I just I think that it would have taken this story off the table. Instead, it's like, Everybody keeps tiptoeing up around it and they're not standing on principle.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I I think you you could know based on all the facts already how you would feel about uh, a majority of these cases. And for nonviolent for nonviolent people to get decades in prison on conspiracy doesn't happen to leftists. I can tell you that, you know, you should pay close attention to a forthcoming federal government announcement about the money that we carry around. According to former Wall Street insider Tika Tawari the government could soon announce a big change in our currency system, replacing paper and coin currency with a digital version, like a central bank digital currency. That will change a whole lot about our day-to-day lives. Tika Tawari is warning that the official announcement could come sometime this fall. He's exposing this government plan in a video you can see online. Among other things, you'll learn the three steps that Tika says you need to take to prepare. Go to dollarrecall.com To watch this video the government might not want you to see just yet, go to DollarRecall.com. Learn how to prepare for the possibility of a central bank digital currency and what that'll do to the economy before it's too late. This website is DollarRecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group.
1: Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are joined now by Congressman Jim Jordan from the great state of Ohio and uh congressman let's just dive right into it Uh, appreciate you joining us you guys and i give tremendous credit to you and your staff and also the house oversight committee on weaponization uh all of this Mm -hmm. evidence that is continuing to come out about joe biden and his potential criminal involvement so i want to start here you probably are as fired up as i am when you see so many people in the legacy media out there, New York Times, Washington Post, CBS, NBC, uh, ABC, uh, certainly MSNBC and CNN, they keep trying to say that there is no evidence of Joe Biden's <laughs> connection to Hunter Biden. It's a total yeah. lie. You cannot think it's significant enough to be criminal, but I want to start with that. When you yeah, see sure. them say there's no evidence that Joe was connected to Hunter Biden's crimes, you respond how to people out there?
3: Dinners, phone calls, and meetings. Dinners with his business partners and clients, people he was doing business with, like the uh, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, the wealthiest lady in, in, in all of Russia. Uh, then there's all the meetings. And there's all the phone calls. There's the phone call that takes place on December 4th between uh, uh, Hunter Biden, uh, or excuse me, Hunter Biden, the two guys who run Burisma, Zolachevsky they called DC Now, Devin Archer in his deposition wouldn't tell us who in DC we can all surmise who that probably was they called DC and 5 days later Joe Biden gets on a plane flies to Kiev and 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 starts attacking the prosecutor over there and ultimately leads to him getting fired because that's the guy who was putting pressure on Boris Smith uh, so yeah and not to mention the 20 companies not to mention the 20 million dollars all the all the emails the eyewitnesses the laptop, on and on it goes so yeah there's definitely links there's definitely involvement Again, you can, you can, I guess, argue whether it was criminal or not, but it's starting, the evidence seems to me to be stacking up in such a way that I think it is very, very likely we open an impeachment inquiry, uh, go to an impeachment inquiry phase of this investigation real soon.
0: So, Congressman, it sounds like you think you, you may have the votes down the line for an, an mm-hmm. impeachment inquiry, and obviously you can continue to use, uh, oversight in an important way to get the, the American people the truth. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what do you think when, when, we get asked this question, what can be done about the, uh, the weaponization of government? What we're seeing, for example, with disparate sentences for individuals tied to January 6th in some way. Um, you know, is there any federal legislation that you think could be obviously with a Republican majority and a Republican yeah. president, but is there something that you would like to see done that would help with the weaponization of government and the usage of the bureaucracy as a weapon of politics, which we're clearly seeing right now.
3: Right, right. So, Senator Paul and I introduced legislation. Senator Paul on the Senate side, we've introduced on the House side that says if you're involved in pressuring, coercing, persuading uh, big tech companies to censor Americans, you're in the federal government. You can you there are real. You can lose your job. You can lose your security clearance. You can lose your pension. There can be civil penalty, civil action brought against you. So that's the legisl- legislation we've introduced. You're right; it won't get passed in in the current makeup of Congress, and Joe Biden wouldn't sign it. He, he's been involved in the censorship. The White House is, you know, working with these with these tech companies to censor Americans. Um, but that that's the kind of legislation that I think does need to pass to protect the First Amendment. And then, second, I would point out one of the good things that has happened by us showing, you know, how these agencies have been turned on the American people. You may have seen; I think it was about six weeks ago the IRS announced that they will no longer be sending agents to Americans' homes unannounced. And, of course, Danny Warfall, the IRS commissioner, said, well, we did this because we were concerned about the safety of our agents. Baloney. They did this because we caught them. We caught them knocking on Matt Taibbi's door at the very moment Matt Taibbi was testifying in front of our committee about how how Twitter had been uh, weaponized to go after Americans' First Amendment free speech rights. Uh, by the, by the Biden administration. So we are making some progress just by, I think, showing how bad it is. We're seeing some of these agencies begin to back off in some of the things they were doing.
1: Congressman Jim Jordan with us now. Uh, Jim, we appreciate the time and the work, like we said off the top. You mentioned impeachment, uh, of Joe Biden. There have been a lot of talk of impeachment of Mayorkas, uh, of Merrick Garland. I, I think it's smart to go right to the top and focus on Biden himself if impeachment proceedings are to begin what would that mm-hmm. process look like what would the time frame look like from your perspective you've been through impeachment several times certainly most noticeable not- notably with trump yeah. recently what's that process like as it would pertain to joe biden for listeners out there who probably are curious on the yeah. timing
3: no it's a, it's a great question and um Look, I think we should always be driven by the facts, the evidence, and our constitutional duty. If the facts and the evidence warrant moving to what's called an impeachment inquiry phase of of, of oversight, which is part of our constitutional duty, then I think we're going to go there. The Speaker has been clear about that. I think the evidence is pointing in that direction. If that happens, I think you'll continue to see the Oversight Committee, the Judiciary Committee, and the Ways and Means Committee particularly – Focus in on what happened with David Weiss in this investigation and all the other things we're uncovering just about the Biden business operation. So I think it'll sort of continue. The the, the the benefit of moving to an impeachment inquiry phase is courts have recognized when you're in that phase and there's been a formal vote by the House of Representatives, majority voting to move into that, that part of an investigation, courts have been much more willing uh, when there's a dispute over people to come in and be deposed or documents you are seeking as the House of Representatives, courts have been more willing to say, yeah, give that to the House. This is part of their constitutional responsibility. Impeachment proceedings, impeachment inquiries are a specific function of the House of Representatives. So that helps us get the information we would need to get to to get the facts there uh, for the American people. I think that's likely to happen here this fall where we move to that phase. Whether we go to full articles of impeachment, I think, again, is driven by the facts, driven by the evidence that we that we uncover as we go to that phase of the investigation.
1: Jim, I think this is important for our audience to know. There's a lot of people out there who are very frustrated, as I'm sure you can imagine. They hear and see all the evidence of Biden corruption, yet they see the mainstream media say there's no evidence of corruption, uh, sort of criminality, uh, and and mm-hmm. they know that that is in fact a lie. Whether you believe it is criminal or not is certainly disputable, but there's tons of evidence out there that this occurred. But I want to share a positive here. Do you believe that Hunter Biden would have skated on all of these charges if Democrats had retained the House? In other words, how important to what we have been able to uncover, what you guys have been able to uncover, is simply having the House majority? Would any of this have come out if Democrats had retained
3: the House? None of it. I don't think any any things we've learned about censorship, anything we've learned at the IRS, things we've learned at DOJ, DHS. So, I mean, I don't think any of it comes out. More importantly, I think Hunter Biden gets the – remember, what the New York Times reported a few weeks ago, the sweetheart deal that the judge yep. declined to accept, it was even sweeter. They weren't even going to uh, have Hunter Biden uh, – he wasn't going to have to plead guilty to anything. Yep. But for Gary Shapley and Mr. Ziegler coming forward as whistleblowers, I don't think any of that happens either. So, and, and also in that story, remember what they were going to do. The defense counsel, the Hunter Biden's defense counsel said, we'll put the president of the United States, we'll put Hunter Biden's father on the witness stand. And they were, they were pressing that hard against the government lawyers, against the DOJ to get them not to charge Hunter Biden with anything. And they were going to do it. That that is, that is how serious this all is. God bless Shapley and Ziegler who came for that helped so much. I'm convinced that's why, um, uh, the, the judge in that in that case did, did such a good job when she looked at this plea deal and the diversion agreement and said no way to either one of those things. And now here we are. Now, the, the, the crazy thing is the very person who was going to put a sweeter sweetheart deal together, the very person who allowed all these things to happen in the four and a half years of that investigation, that's the guy Hunter Biden – or excuse me, uh, Merrick Garland now makes – the the special counsel david yeah. weiss makes him the special counsel in this investigation which makes absolutely no sense
0: thanks for being with us congressman jim jordan of ohio as always good to talk to you sir
3: you bet you bet take care guys thanks
1: keep up the good work i think this is so important buck uh, as we go to break for everybody out there i understand how frustrating it is to see all of this criminality stacking up and feel like there have been no consequences i think jim jordan's 100 percent right there if Republicans don't have control of the House. Hunter Biden, no punishment at all. It all gets swept under the rug. And that's something for all of you to keep in mind, not only about the presidential race next year, which is obviously going to be consequential, but maintaining the House and or winning the Senate, no matter what happens in the presidential race, is going to be incredibly important and consequential in terms of holding people in positions of power on the Democrat side. Uh without that, there will be no checks and balances. Audience has supported the MyPillow Company, and its employees in these tough economic times, and the team knows it, which is one of the reasons they continue to put forth one great value after another. Latest offer, six-piece towel set for just thirty nine ninety-eight, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, fifty percent off their regular price with a large array of colors to choose from, all back in stock. To find the offer on these fabulous towels made from USA Cotton, go online to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square. That's how you get the 50% price off this six-piece towel set. Use our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code to ensure you get that 50% discount. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free.
0: GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty.
1: GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day
0: through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.
1: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community
0: change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify god whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's master's or doctoral degree gcu's online on campus and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic personal and professional goals
1: with over 330 academic programs as of september 2023 gcu meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams the pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
0: I'm glad the view exists.
2: I never watch
0: it, <laughs> but I am thankful for the view every day that we sit here. We do a show. Sometimes, Clint, I go, you know, it's. Not a lot of big things changing right now in the political landscape. It's, uh, well, it's after Labor Day now, so things are going to ramp up big time here in the days and weeks ahead. But, you know, in recent weeks, thankfully though, the view will come up with some stuff. This is great. Just when you think they have reached peak absurdity over there. And I, I honestly never know. Do they believe this stuff or do they just say it out of a shameless, a shameless pandering? to what is a very low information audience um let's be honest uh but this one was particularly particularly fascinating to hear so the the issue of biden's age uh, 70% of americans give or take think biden is too old according to all the polling which i would guess that's a you got the 20% of hardcore democrats who live in a fantasy a delusion 10% of people just don't know what the heck is going on and the other 70% are like yeah whatever I think of politics, Biden's too old, right? Like that makes sense as a, if you're doing back of the napkin math on this one. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it's actually one of the few things that Joe Biden has managed
1: to unite the country on buck. It's 89% of Republicans and 69% of Democrats, 77% overall, nearly eight out of 10 say Biden is too old. So to your point, there's about 20% of hardcore Democrats that disagree with that 77% 77% agree regardless of politics.
0: You know, there are certain things that, as much as I may respect and admire a politician or think that they're just good for the cause, they're street fighters, they're going to get it done, they're going to do what's best for America, you know, I, I can't defend that Donald Trump likes his stakes well done. There is no <laughs> defense. I can, there's nothing I can do. He yes. That's how he rolls with his stakes. Okay, folks, I you know, I'm not in charge of everything, unfortunately. Biden's age is in the steak well-done category. Like, Biden's age is not something you can defend. They tried it over at The View, and here is how that went. 73%
2: 73% of Americans are worried that he is too old to be president again. And he is, uh, you know, going to be the Democratic well, they, nominee. But, but, but it's true. I don't want to interrupt you, but isn't it true that Fox and all those right-wing stations keep showing pictures of him tripping like, the way people trip? Yeah, but, Trump three, is but 73% of Americans, that's just not Fox News. Trump New is That's a lot of Democrats. And he's overweight, and, overweight, and Trump he's Trump in t- terrible shape. And, and he's only three years younger than Biden. Well, no, I, and I think both is yeah. an issue. The biggest voting block Going into this election, will be Gen Zers and Millennials, and we, our generation, feels underrepresented by two, frankly, people. Octogenarians are soon to be running to run the country. Look, I, I, I'm, I've, I've never understood why people focus so much on Joe Biden's age. He is in uh,
0: very good sh- physical shape. Uh, he exercises regularly. He actually eats a vegetable or two on a daily basis. I mean, come on. He eats a vegetable. He seems like a vegetable sometimes. What is she talking about?
1: I will give credit for he eats a vegetable every now and then or whatever that quote was because it's so transparently ridiculous that it has to be a joke about his health. No one, I I don't think there is a single 80-year-old listening to us right now. And I know there are probably a lot. I don't think there's a single 80-year-old out there who would say, yeah, I watch Joe Biden and he seems like he's in peak physical condition. There are lots of 80-year-olds, Buck, who are in very, very good physical condition. Joe Biden is not one of them. And and even for 80-year-olds, which is obviously a standard in which people, if you're 40, that's older than the average person lives to. So if you make it to 80, God bless you. Uh, and, and, and you've had a tremendous life and I hope you live to be 90 and I hope you live to be 100. We've got two parents who are moving up. Uh, both of us have parents who are moving up on close to 80. I would love to see my parents, uh, live to be 100 years old. Um, as you would, as we all would out there, grandparents, whatever it may be. I also don't think, and I bet my parents are listening right now. I don't think my parents could be president of the United States. Like, I, I don't want an 80 year old and they're
0: in good physical condition. I like to think I'm a pretty robust 41, and sometimes I need a nap. You know, <laughs> the idea—I get it—the idea that I'd be 40 years older and be able to handle the rigors of. Really, I, I do think a part of this, and this doesn't get much attention, I do think a part of this is the presidency. Certainly, under a Democrat administration like this, has turned into autopilot, and that's where the Obama factor—that really interesting article with uh the high-profile Obama magazine bi- biographer came up. Uh, where it was just you, you know you know it, it doesn't really matter. It's like a it's as crazy as this is the Biden presidency shows you that the president of the United States can be a figurehead position right now because Joe Biden is a figurehead. That yes. is what's going on.
1: And if you heard the interview questions for uh, the the press questions for KJP yesterday, one of them was from Peter Ducey, who is one of the few people in the White House press corps that actually asked questions. The new Biden biography. And I was making fun of, you might have heard me last night, making fun of Jesse uh, Waters because he said, yeah, I went and bought it. I'm like, I can't think of anything I would less rather read right now than the Joe Biden biography that is coming out. But the Joe Biden biography quotes him as saying that he feels like he's babied by the staff all the time, that they don't allow him to be president. And I would imagine that it's frustrating in some ways for Biden in this manner, Buck. And we've talked I mean, about this a few times. It's
0: like it's like they're bringing Biden a blankie in a sippy yeah. cup and he's getting cranky about it.
1: Yeah, that's true. But imagine if uh, you had whatever you do for a living, everybody out there listening to us right now, imagine if you reached the apex of your career, the ascendant level that you could ever hope to rise to, and you did it. About 20 years after you could have done the job To the best of your ability I imagine in the moments when Biden's mind actually works He thinks I would have been so much better Remember he ran for president the first time, Buck, in 1988 And he got kicked out because of a plagiarism controversy 1988? He would have been, whatever you think about Joe Biden An infinitely better president in 1988 Than he is today in 2023 and I think deep down, he recognizes that he's 20 years past his prime and he isn't able to do the job, and I think that probably frustrates him immensely.
0: Dr. Marty McCarry of Johns Hopkins University Medical School, one of the few docs out there who's been upfront, honest, correct, forthright with the American people about the Fauciite lunacy. He's going to join us in a couple of minutes because a lot of us are concerned, especially if you live in a blue state, some of this stuff is coming back. Maybe it's just for political reasons, but we'll talk about the science or the lack of science behind all this. that's coming up. Stick around.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.